Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever it is you're coming from. Thanks for joining. I'm super excited to be joined today for my next episode of Rewarding Conversations, as I am joined by somebody that I actually know in the real world, which is, you know, uh, a little bit different. The majority of my episodes, it's with people that, you know, I meet through Instagram or online or Facebook or whatever. Um, But I am joined today by CK Steele, uh, who is a local um, actor in the Cleveland area, but uh, um, maybe you've been outside of the Cleveland. I don't know. We'll get to that. Um, but say hi to the world, CK. Well, hello, world. <laughs> Lovely to meet you. Um, immediately, I have to address this. This might be a weird thing, but I have to address it. I really like your voice. Um, that is actually one of the main reasons. Um, it, this is okay. So, backstory. How do I know CK? So, about a year ago, we were just talking about this. Um, I did a short film that I cast. And um, I cast him in a really, really important role. And oddly enough, one of my favorite things about him is his voice. But in the role, he does not speak. Um, And he doesn't even get the chance to speak because his mouth is duct taped the entire (laughs) time. Um, So that was the irony of it. I was talking to my wife about that the other day. I was like, he has a really good voice. And she goes, didn't he not have any lines? And I was like, yeah, I know. Uh, I I had some uh, like yells yeah yeah like you could hear like a you know struggling and all of that in the moaning um so yeah i i figured you would be an interesting person to have on because you are an actor um so you've worked with a lot of different people a lot of different sets different personalities um and you know i'm always interested in that i had leah harper on not long ago who was another actor that i worked with um in the area and she really gave some amazing insight into that kind of acting world um so for me, the first thing I want to get to is how did that bug hit you? Like, what what is that thing that made you said, I want to be an actor? For me, I was a movie geek my whole life. I loved film, but I never had the interest in being in front of the camera, but I had an interest in being behind the camera. So what was it about film for you that made you go, hey, this is something I think I want to try? I think um, it comes from my childhood. Um, my parents got divorced when I was young. And I would go to my dad's every weekend. And what we did every weekend was we saw a movie. And it was always what I looked forward to every week was what movie are we going to see? I loved when we when it was done, we'd be outside, me, him, and my sister, and we'd just talk about it. And it's yeah. like really the thing that always brought us together in the week. So how I became an actor, though, I don't know. I feel like I just have this um, natural want to tell stories and I feel acting is the best way to do that because you're doing it like first person, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I totally identify with what you said. My uh, my mom and father were divorced when I was very young. And whenever I spent time with my father, we watched movies together. And it's, it's really, my, it, that it's, is the single yeah, dad activity. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's one of my favorite memories from childhood is watching movies with my dad. Um, and, and we watched it in a different way. It wasn't just, we, he had a real love of film too. And I remember distinctly like watching ET as a kid and it scared the hell out of me. And he kind of sat me down and talked about like the meaning behind it and how it's about friendship and love and compassion and understanding, you know, people that aren't like you and all. And I was like, Whoa. And I had, and it really like, I remember it opened my eyes up to, you know, subtext and all that kind of stuff. So, um, what was your first like four way into actually acting? Like, did you start on stage? Like, was it a short film, a feature length? Like, how did you actually get into your first performances? Yeah, uh, it was definitely theater. I started doing theater in like middle school. Um, kind of around that time, I decided I wanted to be an actor. And despite 
everyone telling me that that was a dumb thing to do with my life. I wasn't listening in any chance I could get. I was on a stage um, auditioning for films, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't land anything in the film realm for probably 10 years starting in middle school. But yeah, I started in theater. I still do theater. I haven't because of the world lately, but I'm hoping to get back into it because you can't beat live theater at all. Yeah, I just this weekend, um, uh, one of my closest people to me in my life, Lynn, uh, she just started as Janet in Rocky Horror. So uh, we got to see that at the Millennial Theater Company in Youngstown, which was really amazing. Um, uh, my my friend Tyler's in that, I'm pretty sure. My friend from college. I don't know who he plays, but Tyler Molniterno, Wait, I believe, is in uh, that production. Yeah. What does he look like? This is really strange. Uh, he's a... Bigger guy, black hair, beard. Okay, okay. I think he was Doctor Frankenfurter. Good for him. Yeah, I think I think he was Doctor because that matches the description of Doctor Frankenfurter. Um, yeah, that's really cool. Uh, it was a, it was an awesome show. It was so much fun to watch, especially the Midnight Show. For all of you out there, if you haven't seen Rocky Horror Midnight Show, check that out. That's a good time. Uh, just this past weekend, I was um, at Hale Farm. If you're familiar with Hale mm-hmm. Farm, yeah. Uh, I was asked to like read the Raven who I love oh, Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. And I, I did that. I did it three times and it like brought back the reason I love doing stage theater. Yeah. Like, or yes. A live theater is because just reading the Raven, it was so influenced by the people in the audience. Like if they were engaged with me, yeah. I was knocking it out of the park. Yeah. By the third show, everyone was drunk. No one cared. Everyone's like, <laughs> why is this kid reading us a poem right now? By but, a guy that okay. died of tuberculosis. Like, what's going yeah. on? <laughs> That's really funny, though. Um, so you have you have experience with stage. You have experience um, with film. Uh, you have experience with shorter films, longer films. Uh, what is your preference? Are you are you just is live theater really the thing that you love the most, or you know during the pandemic have you geared towards something else? They're just uh, they're two different worlds, and I feel career uh, career wise, I'm more film. I feel like yeah, to me, stage has always been like I return to it to kind of remind myself when film just frustrates me to my no end. <laughs> it's the most frustrating job. I mean, you know, you're a filmmaker. Yeah, it's just problem yeah. after problem after problem. Yep. And I, 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 I always use the the stage as an escape. Like I need to go back, and I always felt like I came back from a play a much better actor. So I would go do a play, learn something about the craft, and then go back to making whatever movie I'm in at the time. And that's kind of how it's been for the last couple of years. I career wise, though, I did get started in theater like my first professional gig i was romeo at uh the cleveland shakespeare festival and then from there got someone saw me in that and cast me in a film so they've kind of always been together and i honestly don't think i could choose yeah which one i like more i love film is so much fun uh at the end of the day like it's challenging you grow from that too it just you learn so much especially watching film and watching actors in film. You don't even realize you're picking up things they do. And then one day you're on set and you give a look and you're like, I remember where I found that. Yeah. I found that look in uh, such and such movie. Yeah. I, um, I love that you, you just had a whole bunch of things that made me 
a whole bunch of questions popped in my head. I think it's really interesting that you started um, as Romeo with Romeo and Juliet because Shakespeare is complicated, tough. Like that dialogue is is wicked hard, and you started with that. So, oh, dude, not even that. I replaced the guy playing Romeo. He like left with wow. like three weeks left in rehearsal, and they had like a random casting call, and I showed up. And I'll never forget, I walked on, uh, they gave me the part, I'm there for the, my first rehearsal, and they're like, when can you be off book? I'm like, uh, I don't know. They're like, okay, well, everyone else already is. Oh, my so gosh. If you no. could, I know you talk the entire time. Yeah. But if you could just. Okay, so I know, I know what you're referring to, but educate the audience of what off book means in case they don't know what that means. So off book is um, in the rehearsal process. Off book means you know your lines. You've learned them. You know, I'm inside and out. You might for a couple days prompt like the stage manager line if you forget it, but that that's got to go. So yeah. how long did that take you to get off book? Probably. I mean, honestly, probably till day of show. I wasn't a hundred percent, but I tried by the end of the week. Like it was a lot of sleepless nights, but so I was young and had no job. So what, I could. right. Motivation. Um, so what's interesting to me is I know people that have tried, um, their hand at acting and they've stopped and walked away from it. A lot of self-realization of, I can't do this or the dialogue or wh whatever the reason may be. You started with something so coming in last minute, something so complicated, so in depth, and you were kind of on and off book up until like showtime. Um, you know, that's a really stressful way to start your acting career. Um, and I think a lot of people would have said, okay, screw this. This is way too much. This is ridiculous. And why did I sign up for this? What made you go, oh, this is what I want to do? Like, what was it about that that really, like, fully ignited that fire in you? I think uh, part of that is I have a very competitive nature. Okay, yeah. And a lot of – I love to be in competition, especially with myself. Yeah. I love to be able to see how far I can take me. And challenges, I love them. I like to go head on. So, yeah, I'll never back down from anything, really. And that's just, that's the steel spirit, yeah, I guess. I love that. Um, all right, let's talk about influences. You mentioned about you'll pick something up from a film or an actor or something like that. Do you have any particular films or actors or characters um, that, you know, inspired you or gave you something a little bit extra or just something that you go back to maybe or that you think about? You know, one that I think people would be, like, surprised to hear um, is the Doctor from Doctor Who. Okay. Love Doctor Who. Yeah, It's, yeah. like, the one thing I, like, geek out over. Yeah. Even to this day. And, like, I watched all those actors take on a the same character and watching how they all brought their own personalities to it. Yeah. Really kind of showed me what true craft is in acting, and that's, like, Let's say you're an actor too. Um, what I could bring to a character that you can't, and vice versa. Yeah, that's your art. Yeah, that's what makes you an artist. Yeah, and that that shows what captivated that for me. That's really um, cool. I love that. Who is who's your favorite doctor? Peter Capaldi. Yeah, I'm really good. I, yeah, and he's like when I was telling the story of stealing a look, that's who I was thinking of. Yeah, there okay. was a certain look he gave someone in a episode it was like a double take when they said something and i just one day did it on set and i'm like 
I just did the Capaldi. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, so you've talked about your first stage experience. Talk about your first film experience. Um, how long ago was it? What was it that you did? What character were you like? Talk about, talk about what that was. So the first legitimate one, I would say was for sure. It was this feature film called sincerely me. I want to get the year right. 2015. Okay. We shot it. Um, I played a character named Evan Moore. It was this, it was a great film, great experience. The director's name was Des Matelski, who to this day is one of my best friends. She's doing amazing things down in New Orleans now. Um, that was difficult, too. That was um, – the part was very dark, and I had never gone dark before. Okay. And I had just left college, like, for the summer and had my first, like, legitimate acting classes. So I walked on that set with my Stanislavski book, and I'm like, let's yeah, let's go all in. Like, <laughs> let's, let's Heath Ledger it. And, <laughs> let's go all the way, yeah. Yeah, I definitely, definitely went down a rabbit hole with that, but it was worth it. Like, it was one of the greatest experiences of my life. I ended up winning a big award uh, from it sitting right here. I did. Right. I didn't have that ready. It just sits. I like that. No, table. no, I like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> but if I can go back, that was that was when it was still so much fun and new. It was a great time. So you you mentioned uh, Stanislavski. Like, talk about to I guess the audience maybe that doesn't know a little bit about that. Um, you know, what is your you know, go a little bit into like how you prepare, what is your choice method of acting and why did you connect with that method in particular? So, all right, to start off with, there is a bunch of acting methods and I believe Stanislavski himself, who's for people that don't know is considered like the greatest acting teacher. Like when you hear of method acting, people are usually talking about Stanislavski. For me, um, I have picked up little things here and there from all ones that I've learned over the years. And that's kind of what Stanislavski says is like every actor has his own method. Okay. For me, what I like to do is I get a script. And the first thing I ask myself is how am I like this character and how am I not like them? And then I try to find a bridge there. And the second thing I like to do is I like to just take out like a scrap piece of paper and I sketch what I think this character sees, how they see themselves, is I feel like their identity says a lot about how they act. Yeah. And I like to do that. Um, then there's like Meisner. Meisner yeah. is kind of like the opposite of all that. It's like, don't think, just be yourself. What you do is way more interesting than anything you can come up with. And I don't necessarily follow that just because i think it takes the acting out of acting it takes the fun out of it but you definitely have to find yourself in the role because that's what's gonna make it full circle and make it a real human like not just uh stereotype paper cut it out character yeah how do you how do you choose your roles? Like you said, you read over a script and you kind of go through that process. But after you go through that, how do you decide what you want to audition for and what you don't want to audition for? Ooh, that's um, interesting. So uh, obviously I don't want to audition for things that are going to like get me in trouble. Yeah. That's happened a couple of times. Um, but choosing a role, it's like, 
how can I, first of all, is it going to be challenging? That's a big yeah. one for me. Am I going to push myself artistically? Like this last feature I did, uh, Don't Shoot the Piano Man, they asked me, they're like, they brought me the script. They're like, do you play piano and do you sing? I said, yes. I was lying. Oh, but my gosh. I read the script and I loved it. And I'm like, I'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like. A big one for me also, is the character going to change? Like, is it, is there an emotional story there to be told? Or is it just like, sometimes I'll take a part because it's funny. Yeah. Like, it really depends on, I think there's definitely more rules on why I won't take a character okay. than why I would. Yeah. I feel like also for a long time in my career, I would kind of just do anything because mm -hmm. like, I just wanted to act as much as possible. I'm getting less like that now where I will step back and just see if I'm, it's something I really want to do. How has your approach changed from the first time you walked onto that set where you, you know, you said you walked on when you're Stanislavski book and everything to like your most recent don't shoot the piano man. How has, and when I say your approach, I mean all of it, like the day before the shoot, your preparation, when you first walk onto the set, like how has that mindset changed from you from, you know, five, six years ago to now? I've relaxed okay. a lot. I've uh, realized, okay, maybe you don't have to go full out every time because it's not great for your head. And um, to make great art, you got to make sure your life is in a good place. You can't, I, it's a very bad thing. I think artists, especially around our age, pick up on that. Like to be a great artist, you have to be disheveled and like, you have to be a, a mess. Drug addict. Yeah. 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 No, to be a good artist, you have to be a good person. You have to make sure your life's in order. Uh, back in the day, I was a disheveled mess. And so I feel like I've really, I try to bring more professionalism and um, I want to get the word, like there's a certain word I want to say, but I can't think of it. Like, just like more of like a carefreeness to it. Okay. Where like more fun. Yeah. And like definitely when I'm on set now, I make sure I meet everyone. I talk to everyone like just more professional and carefree is how I try to present myself now on a set as opposed to six years ago or whenever that was. How do the nerves change? And cause I'm guessing there's still the nerves, right? Or, or oh, not. I'm nervous right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Like, and that's how, um, and, and I'm very open about it. Like before I direct anything or the day before the shoot, the day of the shoot, I'm, I'm nervous about everything. Cause I want it to go well. I want it to be, yeah. I don't want to waste people's time, all of that. So has there, has that stayed kind of consistently the same or have the nerves kind of changed with your evolution of becoming you know, like a better actor, more professional, all that kind of stuff. I think the nerves have stayed the same, yeah. but I think of how I manage them has changed. Okay. Where, Cause I, nervousness anxiety is energy and yeah. i feel like if you can learn how to really channel it in the right way it can power you through yeah instead of hold you back what has been your do you have like a favorite particular role or film or project that you have been a part of where you you think back to it um of like really fond memories and then on the opposite side of that do you have one you wish you could go back to and say if I knew then what I know now, I would have done so much better. So probably my favorite project I've ever done is this short film I shot about a year ago called You and Me. No, I'm kidding. Uh, did love that one, though. But this one, um, 
for the audience out there, that was the one that I directed with CK in it. So I appreciate that. No, it was a lot of fun, but yeah. This was a couple months before that I shot. It was called Glossy Nights. And it was just so different from anything I had done. It was very art house. Just um, the director, uh, his name's Manny Leota. I'm actually going to be moving in with him in Los Angeles come on, coming in like June. Very so cool. Very excited. Congrats. Uh, thank you. Uh, second time. Second time okay. in L.A. Hopefully this one goes better. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was just the process was so different because I was much more a part of it than I've had been in the past. And we made sure that it, like, felt personal to both of us. And it was just a great collaboration. Also, it's very visually striking, unlike something I'd been in before. Yeah. And when he was explaining to think me, he was explaining things to me on set. He's like, all right, this is what's going to happen. Da, 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 da. I, I was just like, oh, I have no idea what you're talking about. And so I'm like, I'm just going to do what I usually do, Manny. Yeah. You do your magic. And then to see it when it was done and seeing what he was seeing in his head, it was one of the first times I had that moment with a director where I was like, oh, yeah. that's what you were. Yeah. That's cool. That was a cool way you got there. Yeah. That's really so cool. I really do. I look forward to working with him a lot. Um, yeah. Great guy. And then the opposite. Is there any role that you would go back to that you would want to do over? Or do, when you walk away from a project, do you leave it? Yeah, I, I can't really think of any that I would want to do over for sure. Um, I'm sure if I watched them. Like, do you, watched do you ever do like that? Do you go back and watch your films? Not really. Um, if someone wants to see something I'm in and I'm in the room, I'm not going to like turn away. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, nah, I don't really watch my own stuff. I'll watch it at the premiere. Yeah. If there's a premiere or something or like I'll watch it once. I don't usually go yeah. back. That I've always found that to be a really interesting thing. Um, I don't watch my films really. Um, but that's for a very different reason because I've been, I also edit my films. So like, I, I'm you're sick of it probably yeah, uh, by the oh time. Oh my gosh. By the time a film is done, I've watched it like hundreds of times. So I have no interest in watching it anymore. Um, but for an actor, I have heard and I know a lot of actors in the Cleveland area, and almost all of them say, I don't watch my films. And and a lot of really well known famous actors say, I don't watch my films. What and because I don't know that side of it, what is it about that that makes you not really want to go back? Is it like uh you're going to pick at yourself or you're going to pick at certain things. Like what is it about that makes you not really interested in watching that performance? Yeah, I think it's um, a lot of, the, I'm going to pick at it. I'm going to be like, Oh, why did I do that? Also is another, like, I don't want, I try not to feed into my ego. Yeah. Like, I think your ego is not your amigo. I say that a lot. Like, oh, I like that. I'm going to, I'm going to steal that heads up. You, I really you like can that. Have it. Yeah. I like that. Um, and another is like, I think people don't watch their own things because I read this quote once and I think it was about musicians, like singers and like singers hate songs because it sounds like they sang them, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I totally get that. So like when you, I, I feel the same way when I draw something, I like to doodle and I always hate what I draw because it looks like I drew it. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's bad, but we're just, people are self-critical by nature, I feel. Yeah. No, that's really cool. I like that. Um, so you talked about going to LA for the second time. Tell me more about that. Are are you planning to go out there and make a run of it as like an actor out in LA? Yeah. So backstory, I decided to move to Los Angeles in November of 2019. 
Okay. With $2,000 to my name, and I just drove and lived with my best friend in a one-bedroom apartment with four other people. And wow, I think people know what comes next. Yeah. 2019 turned real quickly into 2020, and yeah. just the whole world shut down. Yeah. And I came back like a little puppy with my like tail between my legs at first. But then I, I don't know, these last two years, man, they've been like, I always say it's like been like purgatory, but I've done so much growing and like, again, it was just a, this was the biggest challenge I faced with myself was do I quit? And I didn't, I turned everything up a notch. I decided to fix everything I hated about myself. And just like, if I have to be here still, I'm going to use this time very proactively and I'll know when I'm supposed to go back to LA or wherever. And just one day, it was like a couple weeks ago. I I was I was really debating Atlanta or LA because those are like the two places to be. I know, I know so many people that are on the Atlanta game right now. Like, and that's why I didn't really want to go to Atlanta. I I know nothing against it, but like all my friends went to Atlanta, and I just kind of want to carve my own way. Yeah. And I wanted to finish what I started in L.A. And I just flipped a coin and it came up L.A. And then a couple days later, Manny called me out of nowhere. He's like, hey, I need a roommate. Could you move in in June? I'm like, that would be perfect. So, wow, it actually happened that simply. It was pretty amazing. Yeah. So you're going out to L.A. again. Um, What is it that you're immediately going to you feel like focus on out there? Are you going to? look for whatever kind of work you can get immediately? Are you going for particular things like theater or film, or is it just going to be, you're kind of going for everything to get your name out there? Like what, what is kind of the initial and long-term goal? I think at first, which I did wrong last time is I'm just gonna at first focus on establishing myself as a LA resident. Okay. Where last time I went out there and I just auditioned, auditioned, auditioned. I booked some things, don't get me wrong, but like I didn't have any foundation. And that's, yeah, I'm going to make sure I have a job, make sure I'm like settled where I'm at. But then I do like kind of being open. I don't, I have goals and dreams, but how you get there, no one really knows, you know? Uh, So I think first thing I want to do though, or one of the first things is definitely find an acting school because you always have to keep improving, especially as an actor, because your craft gets so stale so quickly. And any if if you can ever learn from someone new, do it. Because everyone has something new to teach you. Yeah, I really love that. Um, you know, I, I don't approach anything with any ego. I always look to learn from people on set, whether it's, you know, uh, an actor or, you know, a grip or, you know, whoever it is. I always try to look to learn from people uh, that have more experience than me, less experience than me, different worldviews, whatever it may be. Uh, So it's pretty cool to talk to an actor that doesn't have that ego about themselves of, oh, well, I know everything because I've met actors like that. And that's real annoying to be around. Um, but one in particular, just one person in particular was very much like, oh yeah, I've done this before. Oh no, I got this. I've done this before. Oh no, don't worry. I've done this before. And I was like, 
all right, brah, you just need to chill out with that. Um, yeah. And first of all, you're the director. It, An actor's job is to take direction. Yeah, I had to like actually literally pull him off to the side and have a conversation with him because um, it was like in front of people and everything. And I was just like, let's let's work together. How about we just do this together, like rather than in, in pieces? And then he kind of settled down and he actually apologized later. And he's like, sorry, I was just kind of nervous. And I was like, no, 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 totally. F- like, I get it. But like, you know, this is a team. This is teamwork. Like, let's do this together. Um, so it's, it's kind of an interesting thing to be on a set with that type of mentality. But, um, you know, working with you was really cool because you were very like chill. You were, you just came very prepared. I know you didn't have any lines or anything. You did have me gagged. Yeah, I did. Um, but what you physically brought to it was great because, um, I had an idea with how I wanted to open the film. I wanted to open it with just a shot close up on you and your face, but I literally thought it was going to be like a 30 second shot and it ended up being like a four minute shot. And I just, cause I just, you know, I don't know if you remember or not, but like, I just had the camera on you and I was like, just struggle, just go. And I'm just going to leave the I camera you saying like, you're like, you're going to think you're going too long, but you're not or something like yeah, that. Yeah. I was like, I was like okay. just keep going. Um, and I, what was supposed to be an opening 30 second shot turned into like almost literally half the film was the opening, <laughs> like four minutes on you. And it was so good. Um, I submitted it to one film festival in particular. And one of the notes I got back was that it was like their favorite opening shot of the film festival, like just wow. being on you. Well, well, thank you. But like that work was done by you, which was really cool because it was like your process of you really slowly, like kind of open your eyes and you took your time coming to, and then literally in your eyes, it was like the, wait, what is happening? What is going on? Why am I restrained? What is, and then the struggle, but it was like, you didn't rush it. You were very patient with it and it really paid off. Like I loved it. It's my favorite part of the whole film is that opening like four minute shot. So um, when you are on set and you know, you, you read the script and you have your idea for your character and you have your approach and everything has a director ever come to you and said like, okay, this is what I'm going for. And you're like, that's the exact opposite of what I thought of. And when that, and when that does happen, how do you approach that? Well, I think it's important to talk to a director before you're on set so that you kind of have the gist of what they're going for. But you know, sometimes they come up with new ideas and you have to um, adapt. I think it's very important to be able to improvise. And sometimes you have to take all that preparation and throw it out the window. Have you ever taken improv classes? Not really. Uh, no, not really. I would like to. Yeah. It sounds like it would be fun. I used to always be so afraid of doing comedy. So I think that's what um, kept me from doing those in college, especially. I, I feel you on that. It's a weird thing. In my day-to-day life, I'm just a very kind of goofy, jovial person. I did improv in college. Um, you know, like I, I really love improv, but everything I've ever written has been dramatic or darker or a thriller or a horror. Like I've never written comedy. And I always say like, I can do comedy just talking, but I can't write comedy. Comedy to me is very difficult to write. Um, well, comedy is just much harder than drama. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, it seems like it's it. all about timing and yeah, it takes a lot of talent to be fun. Have you have you ever thrown your hat into the ring of writing? Is that of interest to you, or are you just purely kind of a uh, you know a, uh, save the cat? What is that? The last book you'll ever need on screenwriting. Oh, okay. So is this a new thing for you, or have you always it been is. interested? 
Yeah, it's always I've always been interested. I have severe ADHD. Oh, okay. Uh, and I don't take meds or anything anymore. And so this is going to be my next project to see if I could write. But I have so many ideas just floating around. And I just, I don't know, you write, do you like, you hear something funny and you just like jot it down on your phone? I got like 100%. pages and pages um, of stuff I have, like that. I have a notes section on my phone, whether it's funny or serious or a lot of times a moment, like a particular moment, I'll, I'll write something down. But I, I have... I can't even tell you how much scrolling I have to do to get through things and pages. And I, I steal from life. That's what I do. Um, my first thing that I made was a short film called breakfast, which was a silent film. And I had been wanting to make a film for a long time, but nothing was hitting me, nothing. And I didn't want to force it. And I pulled up to a red light when I was leaving work one day and I looked over at a diner and there was two people having a conversation and it was very clear that they were both upset. And I just remember thinking, I wonder what they're talking about. And that's how it happened. That's how I wrote my first short film. And then after, oh. and then after that stuff just started like pouring out of me, like, and it was things I would experience. Um, so with you and me, the film that you did with me, um, it was just based off of something that was really simple, actually, which was I was joking around with a friend and he, I was giving him some crap about something and he just was like you know what like and there was a thing of duct tape next to him he's like i should just take this and gag you and then like i could be hanging out at the house and i wouldn't have to hear you and did and i was like huh i wonder if somebody was taped up like and they were in a home with somebody else in a different room if they'd be able to hear them or not and that's how the seed of the film started oh yeah okay so it's really interesting how things just kind of start from different places which i always find very fascinating um, so for you, um, just kind of breaking things down now, uh, you know, you, you got that kind of acting bug. You, you started with theater, you transitioned into film, you're going out to LA trying to make this happen. Uh, what is, you know, I know you said you don't try to, you know, put things into too many boxes, but like, what is the kind of, is there an end of the race, end of the rainbow kind of dream for you, a scenario of what you would love to be doing, you know, fast forwarded down the line, or do you just want to be happy? Academy Award winner sounds There you good. go. Not too bad, right? I think I think all of us have thought that, right, yeah. in, the, in the industry. If you're going to dream big, you might as well dream go big. Go all know? the way. Yeah, I love that. Um, well, I, this has been really cool. It's been really cool to kind of pick your brain and hear your thoughts about things and, you know, just kind of reconnect with you. So thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for having me, Adam. Yeah, this is really cool. Good luck with everything. I'd love to connect with you down the road. I'll have this podcast forever. So if you do, when you do become famous, I'll be like, hey, I interviewed that guy, um, <laughs> that Academy Award winner. Um, so anything coming up, any uh, final scripts or projects or movies that you're working on before you leave or when you go out there? Do you know if there's anything coming up that you're going to get involved with? I do, but I can't talk about those. But the one I can talk about, and if I could pitch it, yeah, that'd be awesome. for sure. Don't shoot the piano man. I already mentioned it. It's uh, it's been one of the toughest films I've ever done. Um, we have an all-star cast of like Cleveland's best, and that was kind of the idea behind it. Was like, uh, twenty twenty shut everyone down, right? And Cleveland film, if those people who don't know, the indie scene was like at war with each other. Yes. Like just a lot of stuff was going yes, on. Yes, they were, and they still are and, a little bit. They are, yeah. It's a, uh, it's a little crazy, um, here by the lake. But <laughs> the idea behind this movie was, could we bring everyone together? Yeah, and make something. Like, and no one makes like feature length dramas on 
the indie level really yeah. it's always like horror films or comedies and i was like so i i'm actually a producer on that too i've it was my first time ever producing i had a blast doing that um we're trying to get it out by december okay and it's almost done so if everyone wants to follow the instagram it's d s t p m movie okay i will put that in the uh, link in description when i go to publish this um that's really cool i've actually heard a lot about the film like because I am tied to a lot of, you know, um, filmmaking groups and indie groups and stuff, particularly in the Cleveland area. And I've seen and heard a lot about it. So congratulations on that, because I know it's been, you know, for sure a big deal for the area. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, very cool. Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. Well, I'll definitely be uh, checking it out. And like I said, I'll put all the information in the description below when, when I post this. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, uh, Last thing I always like to end with is a quick little Q&A, if that's cool. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Um, so really simple. Five questions uh, just off the top of your head. Uh, what is your favorite late night snack? Rice Krispie Treats. Ooh, good choice. All right. I like that. Um, what is your dream vacation? Uh, Bora Bora. Bora. Okay. What makes you sad? Oh, <laughs> I don't know why it stopped me in my tracks. You were you um, were real quick and then it was like screeching halt. <laughs> It's like uh, a lot of things. <laughs> we could just go with that. A lot of things. I, I am a sad boy. What about the counterpoint? What makes you happy? Um, what makes honestly seeing other people happy really makes me happy. I dig that. Last question. What advice would you give your younger self? Uh, chill out. Chill out. Chill out. No matter what, everything turns out okay. I like that. CK Steel, thank you so much for being on here. I really appreciate it. Thanks, man. For all of you out there listening, if this is your first time here, welcome. Uh, If you're a returner, welcome back. And regardless of where you're coming from, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and I will catch you on the next episode. 